0: What is happening, guys? Welcome to Mean Age Daydream. If you haven't heard the last episode, yes, this is the new show, Mean Age Daydream. A little bit more comedy here, a little bit uh, broader focus. You're not going to be quite as angry, but don't worry. I still got plenty of things to yell about. To be pissed off about. One of the things I'm not had if you, or not mad about, excuse me, <laughs> is that Ryan Long's going to be joining me in just a little bit. But because I recorded about a week Earlier with Ryan, I did want to tack on a couple little uh, news takes and also some breaking news. The breaking news is that you can go right now to the show notes for this very episode and get tickets for the porch tour for the one and the only Robbie the Fire Bernstein to come here. Yes, to my domicile where I live with my family. So, you know, don't fuck around. I will shoot you. I do have guns. <laughs> but you can get tickets. coming out. He's doing his porch tour here. Robbie's going to do a show, full stand-up set. I'm going to do about 10, 15 minutes of comedy as well. And then we're going to do a live podcast together after the show. Come on out. Have some drinks. Come meet me. Come meet Robbie. Come meet a bunch of cool people. It's going to be a fun as hell time. Come on out for that. And if you missed the episode with Robbie last week, go back, listen to that shit as well. Now, Ryan Long's going to join me. Of course, Ryan's amazing. If you don't know, he's got a new special out called White Immigrant. He's got his YouTube channel is brilliant. It's got everything from his sketch comedy to his stand-up clips to his Man on the Street segments, which are uh, are fantastic. So make sure to go there. And of course, those are in the show notes as well. But I wanted to talk a little bit on the show about another comedian. Three comics on the top of the show, and that's Gilbert Gottfried. All right. Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Apparently, he died of a muscular disease. Now, the curious thing about Gilbert Gottfried here is that he had died. It says he was 67. He died from a rare genetic muscle disease that can trigger a dangerously abnormal heartbeat. Hmm. You know what else triggers dangerously abnormal heartbeats? The COVID VAX. Yeah. 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 A lot of that going around. A lot of abnormal heartbeats going around. As I said, I've told you guys many times now, I have a elevated heart rate and irregular heartbeat ever since I got the shots. There was just a major Australian broadcaster talking about how one of the rugby players had to come out of the game because he was having heart issues and talking about how all through sport this is happening. This is a fact. Pfizer now has come out and admitted that, yes, there are a ton of people going into the hospital because of heart-related issues from this poison that was forced upon us. I don't know for sure if Gilbert Gottfried had gotten his shots and his boosters. I would think he probably had. I mean, I don't know Gilbert Gottfried to be hugely anti-vax. I don't think that he is an exceptionally libertarian person. I, I'm sure he has some some bents that are and some that aren't, but I would gamble that he was probably fully vaxxed and boosted and boosted again. And it's just interesting to see that he ends up dying from a condition, which I guess he had already had, but I can't think is wholly unrelated. Now, this is just me spouting, right? I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying it's a little odd. But I did want to talk about Gilbert just in general because, guys, if you're not familiar with Gilbert Gottfried, shame on you. He's a guy that impacted me growing up. He was on Comedy Central back when Comedy Central was actually funny and had comedy on it rather than just woke bullshit. He was one of the guys that was regularly featured on all the shows that I'd watch with my dad. Like, I have fond memories sitting down. And we didn't have Comedy Central at home, right? Until we got the little black box. You remember the little black box that you plugged in? The secret box that, like, the cable guy would install. Or you, you could get it off, like, the dark web at the time, whatever that was. Like, some the back of some guy's car. So, we would go to vacation in North Carolina, where, uh, where Odie is right now. And the house we vacationed at had Comedy Central. And my dad and I would sit and we'd watch. And it was old school stand-up with Gilbert Gottfried, and it was uh, the kids in the hall back when they were young and beautiful. And they're actually coming back. I'm scared to watch the show, though, because I'm scared it's going to be a bunch of woke trash. But still, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they were also genius. But seeing Gilbert Gottfried, most people want to think that he was just the voice because that's what his his most memorable trait was. But what should be the most memorable trait from Gilbert Gottfried was that he was genius when it came to crafting jokes, when it came to punchlines. He had a very vulgar mind, which I respect and love. And he, he was able to get away with, because of the voice, right? Maybe this is why he he adopted the affectation. Because of the voice, able to get away with saying some really crude, crude humor that the voice diffused. They made it palatable for audiences because it wasn't coming from just a guy. It was coming from this is a squinty-eyed monster on stage, you know? That was the genius of his character. But I want you guys to make sure to separate the voice from the man and the voice from the comedy because Gilbert was, in his own right, a genius. Now, one of the things that you probably have forgotten, or maybe some of you don't even remember to begin with, depending on how old you are, is that Gilbert Godfrey was also one of the first people to ever be canceled. Famously voiced the Aflac duck. Aflac! You know? And I'm sure he got paid out money when, when they fired him. The reason they fired him was because he made a joke after the big tsunami in Japan. Now, I can't remember the exact joke he told. Maybe, maybe I'll try to look it up real quick, but I won't be able to do it justice. Um, but he had gotten fired because he made a very off-kilter joke, tsunami. And it was within days when, uh, from when the, the the wave hit Japan, right? So what happens? And this is the early part of time, right, before cancel culture was huge. He was, like I said, he was one of the first against the wall, essentially, when this broke. But, ah, uh, fuck you, New York Post. this These fucking cocksuckers they didn't even post a joke. Well, whatever. You can Google it on your own time. I'm not going to do it here. Point being... It was really like the first volley of cancel culture. Like I was shocked to hear he got fired for making a joke. It seems so insanely stupid to me. So out of left field to go, he's not known. Look, the number of people that know he's the Aflac duck is probably 10%. The people that know him for being a raunchy, say anything for the laugh comedian is probably 50%. And yet you're going to can the guy because he made a joke. How about you just ask him to take it down? But no cancel culture was starting to come into its own. Cancel Culture was growing tits, everybody. It took off its training bra, and it put on a D cup. And Gilbert Godfrey got that and from the Cancel Culture right up front there, right? And that took out Gil Godfrey. But that being said, I do want to give respect to the man just for being who he was. And uh, and I hope all of you will go back and watch some Gil Godfrey comedy. Now, Next thing I want to talk about real quick is just, I think it's hilarious that the Gretchen Wimber thing, uh, that all four of these guys got off. It's genius to see, right? That these government spooks, the FBI creates, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry. I mean, my daughter was sick all week. my I, uh, I'm hoping it's allergies because we had this crazy like 98 degree day or two days and then it dropped down to, like 68 in the winds are howling. So I'm hoping it's just pollen and allergies and I'm not going to get sick. But uh, my daughter was sick a week, so we'll see. I'm not feeling great, but yeah, you know, this Gretchen Whitmer thing, the Gretchen Whitmer four that supposedly plotted a kidnapper and all this other shit. Well, they just got off, right? Dismissed, because the judge basically pointed out that this is blatant entrapment, blatantly unconstitutional, and that these gentlemen were basically convinced by the FBI, heralded across and you know, all the all the thresholds that they had to basically that wouldn't be able to pass without government help, right? Obtaining weapons, obtaining logistics, planning all this shit. There's no way the government could do that or these guys could do it without government assistance. Not only that, but the amount of surveillance, drones and planes and all this, for these four yahoos in Michigan, right? On a federal level, had to go all the way up to the top. So the question is, of course, who planned this? Who knew about it when it is clearly designed to create a boogeyman? And I hope that's what people wake up to, that this is how the FBI, this is how the government operates. They need to create a quote-unquote false flag. They need to create a monster. They need to create a domestic boogeyman to justify their actions. It happens time and time again. We've seen it with the war on terror, right? These poor people that got, just like these guys, the FBI finds them online. They go to them. They coach them up. They befriend them. They give them everything they need. They goad them on. And then when they get to a certain point, they arrest them. Unfortunately, most of the people before these four domestic white Americans Happened to be people that were not domestic white Americans, right? They were either uh, sons of infidels or they were uh, people that were cavorting with ISIS, like the things that we could tie into foreign terrorism that wasn't just your homegrown, corn fed Americans. But these gentlemen were. Maybe that makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't. I think it does personally, because you couldn't say, well, look at the great evil overseas. Look at the great Satan over there that's been blowing people up and chopping people's heads off and, you know, raping little boys. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Those are the people that we fund that are raping little boys. But point being, when you've got four domestic white guys that were roped into, goaded along and uh, convinced to do this thing and aided every step of the way, well, the outcome is a little bit different. Maybe they had better lawyers. Maybe they had, you know, just the public outcry was more vociferous. I don't know. But the point is, I'm glad to see this happen. And I'm glad to see that most people hopefully will see this as exposing the government, not for the people that hunt the boogeyman, but for the boogeyman themselves. The government is the monster that is hiding in your closet, right? The government is the guy breathing heavy on the other side of the phone, quite literally listening into what you're doing. The government is the demon on the other side of your screen staring at you all the time. They are the monster under the bed. And they have no qualms with sacrificing your life to achieve their aims. In this case to forward along the cause of domestic extremism, right? Because they want to push that into people's heads as the new thing that has to be combated so they can forward surveillance, so they can forward laws limiting what you can do, what you can buy, your guns, all that kind of stuff. Oh, my throat. And of course it was to combat COVID and the lockdowns because they said that this was in response to the COVID lockdowns. Now, the goal of this is to create a division between Americans where you have some Americans that say, I'm for these guys, right? They'll say, I'm for these guys because these COVID lockdowns are unconstitutional, which they are. They're life-ruining, which they are. This is government run amok, which it was. And they say, I'm for whatever. But you also have Americans that even though their lives were destroyed, even though their children had two years taken away from, even though there's uh, learning disabilities and heart defects and everything else spreading throughout the population, Well, they go, oh, well, these guys, look at this COVID lockdowns. You can't just be a psychopath and kidnap people. You can't just go around blowing shit up because of COVID lockdowns. That's crazy. That's what the government wants. They want to have somebody (coughs) they can paint as crazy to oppose the lockdowns so the rest of the people go, well, I'm not going to do that. And then they just become complacent sheep. I'm not saying those are the only two options, but I'm saying that's what the government wants you to do. That is the messaging that they're trying to achieve—that's the end goal of what they're trying to achieve. That is the master plan. Okay, last things and uh, and also you know it's just one of those things where like I've talked about this before. and I can't remember exactly with who. Maybe it's with Ryan later because I'm I'm uh, recording this about a week after we did our show with my, our show with uh, Ryan. Recorded about a week ago, but America's lost a healthy sense of skepticism there was a time i at least i think there was a time when any piece of news that would come across you go well let me think about that right i'm not just going to take it and 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 retweet it immediately i'm going to read it i'm going to digest it i'm going to cross check it with other sources i'm going to make sure i know what the fuck i'm talking about that time has fallen to the wayside but this might encourage people to take a minute right walk up to that lens whatever you're looking at you know See if there's some Vaseline on that camera lens, man. See if there's a little bit of, of film, of a veneer on there that you can scratch away with your fingernail, right? Because what you're seeing just isn't reality. You've seen, you know, Brian Stetler hilariously was uh, was taken to task by like a college freshman who just, you know, laid out straight that CNN's been calling Fox all these things and CNN's complicit in the Trump lie, uh, you know, Russia Gate. COVID, uh, God, he had like four or five of these different scandals. Nick Sandman, you know, all these other things that, that were just nonsense that CNN, oh, the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop. But I think a lot of people are waking up and they're gonna start smudging that lens, right? Make sure that what they're seeing is the accurate description, that they're not being shown a lie or something that's been completely crafted to impact them a specific way. And a great example of that is this don't say gay bill, Right? They don't say gay bill, I won't talk about it at length, but it was supposed to be like this thing which is an assault on trans rights and gay rights. And oh, you can't even talk about gay people. You can't even acknowledge that gay people exist or that trans exist. And, no, no, that's not what it is at fucking all. It's that you can't teach, you can't talk about specifically trans ideology or changing genders or identifying as this or that or, you know, it's like, until you're out of third grade. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think and actually from polling, the vast majority of people, including Democrats, don't have a problem with that. But you see these psychopaths pushing this nonsense through to try to paint it as a great evil because they have an agenda. They're trying to push it through. But anyway, it inspired me. Those of you that may not know, I used to do a lot of songs on the show. I need to get back to doing that because this is mean age danger, God damn it. And this show is about entertainment. So I've composed a little ditty. Hopefully, I can sing it and drink some more water because so my throat's not feeling great. Hopefully, you recognize the song, and uh, let, me, let me share my screen here. <laughs> this is a little ditty by Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, and the original song is called "Say, Say, Say." But of course, mine's going to be a little bit different. So here we go. Let's get into it. But it doesn't hold up upon reflection. Wank, wank, wank. They'll spill that sea chasing blue check marks affection. Florida's does Disney Princess hoes are protected babies. Babies. Through the green, no more trains already. enough of that enough of that go to odyssey by the way i'm sure youtube will maybe cut that out because it's going to be uh it's going to be copywritten you know what's funny is actually i fucked up i recorded that song so that was even worse I, I recorded pretty well the first time i went through doing this and then i realized that when i popped my earbuds in to not have the audio track it picked up on the microphone it cut my fucking microphone out so i had to redo this whole shit all over again and uh, my voice is much worse now than it was earlier but well, whatever, I figured it's funnier. I Usually, I'd record it, and like I'd record it, and I'd do it nice in a Garage Band, and I could record different segments to make it sound real good. But I figured it's funnier just to fucking just to do it. So here we go. There it is. It's terrible, terrible. But hope we got a kick out of it. Anyway, that's it. On to the interview. All right, so I'm here as promised with Ryan Long returning to the show of course the first time you were on it you probably don't remember I had a different title it used to be called Electric we are, Liberty Land
1: but we're doing <laughs> it on like a uh, we're doing it over the phone right
0: yeah yeah that's right exactly yeah. you had just moved and to w- New York City
1: <laughs> yeah and I and I was like trying to do it in a place and you're like the sounds bad and then we found a new place <laughs> Dude, I... I'd probably been in New York for a week and I just found like a place. I was like subletting this weird, this weird like room in this house for like a week. (laughs) It was like trying to do an interview. Yeah. It was a weird time.
0: I have seen my buddy. So I've been in New York a bunch. My sister lives in, uh, in, now, uh, Queens, but my buddy used to live literally in a closet. I mean, it was, you open the door <laughs> and it was, I mean, you know, six feet wide, eight feet yeah. long closet. And I've never seen anywhere but New York City that rents rooms like that.
1: Just, people do these bizarre living situations here, where it's just like nine people living, and they and they took sheets to turn rooms into uh, more rooms. It's like
0: I mean? it's like a Chinese massage parlor. <laughs>
1: where you're well, just trying it, yeah, not to yeah. hear
0: the guy next to you come. You know, you're just like ah, right, just focus big, on the music. <laughs>
1: that's a big Asian landlord move. <laughs> you know, oh, totally, like, it's like, it up.
0: Yeah, slice and dice. You have to, you have to literally walk over people to get to the bathroom. But yeah, man, I know it was funny. And, uh, yeah, it, but it was, it was great having you on. And obviously I'm glad you came back on now. You have a lot to talk about. You know, you've got a, a new special, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I want to get into that because I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, but, thanks, man. Oh, dude, no, it's, it's killer. And yeah, you know, it's, and it's good to see. Well, I guess we had talked about at this at the start and then we'll go into other stuff since we're already talking about it. But no, it was, I, I had a question because I saw it's on YouTube and I was trying to find it on Apple too. I was just like, oh, I'll just I'll just buy it off uh, off iTunes, but I didn't see it on there and I was curious to see is that like a is that a content thing cuz they're like we can't platform this 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 white racist uh, Canadian.
1: <laughs> no, I, to me I I was just like I built my whole thing on like YouTube. I mean, you can you're right. If if you release it on iTunes, it essentially becomes a way for people to, you know, donate to you or whatever. Right, but yeah. To me, I wasn't trying to, it, it, whatever. It was like, for me, I released a YouTube special and that's where I wanted people to watch it. I think I actually might later on release it on SiriusXM XM and Spotify and iTunes just so people, you know, if you really want to go listen to it on your phone. But like most people don't do that. I know right, that a yeah. lot of comedians, will, you know, I mean... People listening might see a lot of comedians being like, oh, my God, I'm like the number one album on iTunes. And people are all posting that, you know, like every second comedian had like the number one album on iTunes. <laughs> that's
0: that means that's what sold, I was going to say. That means it's might... 11. <laughs> exactly. I like you know, a buddy uh, A buddy of mine. Yeah, like uh, my buddy Blake Wexler put out an album. And it was like number one. It's like yeah, that's right. nine people bought it. <laughs> Honestly. Like, right.
1: For, for you to be the number one for like a day or a week or whatever, it's legitimately if thirty people bought it, you're like ahead
0: of you know. June yeah, Harry. You, you just have to watch your phone and then take the screenshot at the right moment as it just kind of hits the top and then tumbles back yeah, down. Yeah,
1: it's, it's. I don't think any. So I mean, that stuff's all for like show. And I'm. I mean, I. I don't. I don't do anything that I feel like has a purpose. That or sorry, that doesn't have a purpose.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. Freudian
1: slip there. I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, the, so the special is called White Immigrant in you know, a great title. Um, and I, it's I loved it because it's, you know, it's it's literally you're breaking all the taboos that nobody's talking about anymore in comedy, which is lovely. You know, there's a whole bit about uh, stereotypes. I thought one of the funnier, funnier moments in the special was you're talking about the uh, the white slave anthems. Which uh, is just, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember what song it was, but yeah, like uh, yeah, general right, pop rock, Caucasian,
1: Caucasian spirituals. No, it's Nickelback. Right. Yeah, yeah, Cock <laughs> rock. yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> the but the back, I was going to yeah. ask you, and so I mean, what? What inspires? You know, when you talk about comedy, what inspires your comedy now? And do you feel? You know, you're doing. You've been out there. You're touring a lot now. uh, Obviously, COVID set it, set you back, but. When you talk about this comedy special I think COVID and developing sent me comedy forward, <laughs> did you think? Because everybody's watching YouTube know, instead. De-
1: I mean, uh, before COVID, I'd like just moved to New York and I was, you know, I was like working my way through. Like, I got I, I'm like pretty, uh, I've been doing comedy for a long time, so I got like past at all the clubs pretty quickly and stuff like that. But it's like I was, you know, just a person that left my whole life behind and moved to New York, and now, like, post COVID, I feel like I built this whole like internet following or whatever, so now I got a whole like the like covid probably was like my i came out of covid you know better than i went into covid so i can't complain i guess
0: no that is but a good point it's funneling
1: yeah yeah obviously like dude you're doing like liberty shit like i can't imagine ob- obviously i wasn't like stoked about lockdowns but also <laughs> you know i this is where i sort of like ar- like argue with people on like both sides about all the covid stuff cuz in a lot of ways i've always been like a not uh like i like a not follow the mainstream kind of guy or whatever, but also not follow like rules period. Whereas like, it's almost the same way that, um, uh, the same way that, you know, in a lot of ways people will, let's say like super like liberal people, they're always trying to like, say we have to normalize something. So it's like, they can't just ha- be like weird. They have to be like, mm-hmm. actually it's normal. I'm not weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I yeah. feel like that a little bit with like, uh, more like right-wing people were kind of got like that with COVID where they'd be like, we all need to like fight this together. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not doing any of this stuff. It's like, I'm literally like doing comedy shows. I'm going to like bars and clubs. I'm like, I'm not, not social distancing. I'm, I'm just filming all my videos. You're like, yeah, this sucks. But you know, I, I I'm just, I'm always like, I'm not like a, co- a collectivist like that, where it's like, yeah. we all need to get together and like fight the power. I'm just like, dude, I'm not like on anyone's team. I'm like, it just feels like to me, if I was like, if I wanted to skip, if I didn't want to go to school, I wouldn't go to school. I wouldn't like try to organize like a walkout. <laughs> so <laughs> well, to me, that's right. I was just like, everyone's yelling at me. I'm like, dude, if you don't want to fucking social distance, don't social distance. Like, no, just, I mean, you if, you were, if you were, if
0: you're <laughs> right, if you're going to, if you want to organize a walkout at school, you just start a mass shooting, right? That's the quickest <laughs> and easiest way to start a walkout. Let's all, let's all agree.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyways, I was getting yelled at by like everyone during COVID on both, <laughs> which I felt like Well, funny,
0: you're, you're man on the street. Well, not, we'll get, we'll go everywhere. I'm not even going to try to keep it on topic. Yeah, so you're, the man on the street stuff. I was curious to see, like, or during you know during this entire transition, because you've been out there talking to people for a while now. You know, you said you have a big internet following now. Do you go to different parts Depends of the on city? Compared to. Well, well, true, but I mean, still compared to me, <laughs> but yeah, when you're out there, do people actually recognize you now? Like, yeah, you know, have you starting to feel like, you know, point be like, oh, either fuck that guy or like, oh, I love that guy. Or, or a lot of people still just kind of like, ah, this is another crazy person with a mic on the street in New York city.
1: No, I do get it. I do get it probably. Uh, but not enough that I, not too much that I can't do it anymore, but yeah. like, let's say I go film. I would say, let's say I was filming for like an hour. I bet you every 20 minutes someone would come by and be like, Oh dude, fucking a big fan of the videos, like whatever, something like that. And then sometimes they kind of like hang around and want to watch. And then we go, okay, we just have to kind of leave and go to a different area or whatever. Yeah. But, um, Never, never negative. Only people walking by being like, "I think that's you know that internet bubble where people think everything's so transgressive and you know everyone's fighting or whatever." But in the real world, the only thing I get is people being like, "Oh, that's that comedian guy from the internet. Like, oh, the funny stuff, dude. Like, it's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never. It's never." You know, it's it's once in a while, people will, you know, kind of be like, oh, you're saying wild shit. But most people are just like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that made that funny video. I like my friend sent me that. It was funny. Like, you know what I mean? It's pretty like normal. And that's in New York.
0: Yeah. Because I was curious to see like how much stuff you end up cutting too. you know, it's like what you use versus what you throw away. If it's not that much.
1: Really? I don't. I know. I don't cut that much. I, I legitimately. Well, usually I have, like, a type of question that usually only can get, like, two or three responses. So I kind of know, like, the gag that I'm doing. And then I go start interviewing people. If I interview three, I kind of get what I... Like, I get the gag. It's like... If I I could, if I did it on someone else, I would just get it over and over again. You know what I mean? Like this, most of the things that's kind of, so I usually just have two or three and then I use them. And then if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, oh, this won't be funny. I usually have like two or three questions in my head to like bug someone with. So (laughs) yeah, if I'm asking someone, I'm like, oh, they're not going to be a good person for this one. Then I'll ask them something else. So I usually get something out of everyone. You know what I mean? And then if I do 10 things, let's say I interview 10 people for my like little videos or whatever. I probably only cut out like two of the mm. 10. Like I probably use like 80% of the people I talked to, okay. I'm to some of the stuff I said to them, but
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A little creative editing, but I mean, have you found it? Is it easier or harder now coming to, especially coming out of COVID? And also, I mean, are people just more, do you think because of social media, because of like the way in which the narratives are rolled out, are people more excited to talk about whatever bullshit they're on now than they've ever no, been in the past?
1: Uh, so I, I'm liking, there was during the, pandemic i was really liking doing street interviews and right now i'm liking doing sketches better and stand up and Interesting. the reason for that is um so i think a lot of what i was kind of messing with at that time was street interviews are all about kind of like uh conversation judo in the, in the sense that like you, you there needs to be like a lot of energy for you to now like craft it like, when people were, like, really fired up about Trump, like, everyone was, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the most people that you want to mess with are the people that, like, they they think they're, like, the most right, you know what I mean? Where they're just, like, they can't fathom that anyone would even, like, disagree with them, right? And I think that for a while in New York, it was very, like can you believe this Trump guy? Like they, they, they would couldn't imagine that like anyone else like weren't, it wasn't as hyped up as them. And so you could ask people like really wild stuff. Like, you know, should a two year olds transition and like people wouldn't <laughs> even think twice about like, maybe I should be careful about this because they're so, they think they're so right. So I think nowadays um, it's a little more even like right now coming out of that Trump era. So if, if someone was going to go on like a rant about, uh, you know, their opinions on like, whatever, non-binary people, whatever. I think Mm -hmm. they would have a little more of like, listen, I know everyone doesn't agree. So I think people are a little more measured right now, which is like, then I don't want to get into a place where I'm like forcing messing with someone. Like I want it to be someone that's like, they're have some wild opinions and I'm able to like take that. Whereas the opposite, I noticed that my, you know, and I remember people go through like different phases. And this is why like, you know, media, Hollywood comedy got so bad is because like, they were making fun of the wrong thing for so long. But right now I did see like, like Danny Mullen went that he just did one recently where he went to like a, a NASCAR rally and he was like, pretended to be a, a Joe Biden guy. And he was like calling <laughs> everyone racist and stuff like that. And people were, people were really, and it was a bit the other way. Like the people that really hate Biden in that area, like they, they're fucking hyped up. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah almost more hyped up than the people who love him like no one's like oh i love him so much right so i think that it's like it i I, i'm i'm a little uh like switching it up a little bit in terms of like where i see the energy that i want to like make fun of so that's why i think i like when it's like that i like doing stretch sketches right now like i don't feel like people in new york are as crazy as they were so anyway Mm. that was a long answer to describe that but it's always no no what it I makes perfect make sense, though.
0: Of, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you a little bit about that in general, in so far as how you, you know, like when you come up with your bits. So, you know, there was a great, and I noticed a lot now. As you said, it's a little bit more of the sketches, and you had a great, you know, bit about changing your identity for Ukrainians now, and and I want to get into that, the, the altering personalities that now uh, accompany everybody's online social media presence. But when you write sketches, when you write your bits, are you looking at? current events and just being like this, this strikes me as funny, or This strikes me as crazy. Or is some of it tie into like, I know this is going to get uh, a crazy response. Like the craziest people on the internet are going to lose their shit on both sides over this, <laughs> yeah. you know, or are you actually trying to appeal to the the sane people in the middle who just like to laugh?
1: Yeah. I think that, that, that the second one, um, but it's, it's more like, I I feel like, the best videos are when you get like hyped up on something. So Mm. you, you know, it's not, it's not like that. Obviously there is an element where it's like the more culturally relevant, the better we'll do on the internet, but it's more just like I've noticed like a, a, a discrepancy. So I think the best ones are where I feel like I'm the most right. And the least people think this
0: you know right. what i mean and that's a, a rule in everything which like, is which is it. opposite of most people who feel it the most right but everybody fucking thinks the same thing
1: exactly right so i would <laughs> never make that and i've had that a lot of times i do yeah. have that sometimes where you know i have a take but my take is in agreement with like the masses and i generally don't make that video yeah. because it doesn't need to be made so it's not like i always am contrarian it's when when I'm not, I I don't usually make that video. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, no. every late night host is going to say this. Like, if I'm a guy on the internet, like, and it's just going to, SNL is going to have this take. Tre- so Trevor
0: I, I, Noah I mean, comedy, basically, who I, I just yeah. still don't, I don't understand how anybody watches that show, nor SNL, to be frank. It I just right. fucking boggles my mind.
1: No, exactly. So if I, if I have a video where I'm like, I kind of agree with like what everyone's saying here. It's like, you know, like, let's say Britney Spears is thing where everyone's kind of like uh, everyone's take is that this is kind of crazy that she's, uh, has this conservatorship where everyone has her, she can't have access to her money. And this guy is like, like everyone was kind of like free Britney. This is bad. And I like Mm. kind of do agree. I'm like, this is kind of wild that she has this thing, but I don't feel like I need to say that because it's being said by literally everybody. Right. So when I, when I do feel like there is, uh, there is, uh, something that in like, it was the stock market thing where, I think it was a Warren Buffett thing, but he goes, you know, where you, when whenever you feel like there's something like you're re, you really really believe something and no one else set, thinks it, that's when you really make money. So mm-hmm. it's like I think that uh, that where I'm like, I think this is so funny. Like this point like needs to be made, and no one's really made it yet. That's like whenever. And that's to me because it all it's funny, but it also has that like fuck that's true and people are like it sort of almost changes people's minds like ah he's right if at least you know some ideally and then there is an element where we're doing internet stuff and i used to not do this but i've changed my mind on this because i used to be like okay try to run your business and whatever make your videos like a lot of times i would have like three ready and i'd be focusing on my shoots and try to make the best ones and then If I miss a cultural moment, then I miss a cultural moment because it didn't work. And but then I've sort of changed my mind in the last two months, where I go, I think I should run at the opposite. Where it's like, if something like huge happens, you go, I think that as a person that's like an internet creator, no, you now have like an obligation to clear your schedule. So like the Will Smith thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. like I already had done a video, about Will Smith and I've been talking about this forever. And I had plans for the next two days and I was actually shooting some other stuff and I was going to release a different video. But then the Will Smith thing happened and I've been talking about this forever. So it was like, it, no, it, I was kind of like, no this is how you should run your life is like when something like this happens it's just unfortunate but like cancel your show this what happens like you know do an emergency podcast do an emergency video and i literally you know at 2 a.m like went to my studio and like filmed something and so now i've changed my mind where if something that i like that happens uh is like a huge cultural moment i i'll uh change my life around that vice versa
0: yeah, well, I mean, you got it. It's like, as you said, this is your business anyway. So, and right, you, number one, you, and you, wanted, it, and you right want to, and you want to beat way, people yeah. to the punch too. I mean, right? It's like somebody else could beat you to the punch if you don't act on it right away. We're in, we're in the meme age, so you might as well get it out there quick and be the first one to, uh, to get that punchline.
1: Yeah, and it's also like a free, a freebie too. Like you work so hard to make these videos. He works so hard to like. Think of how, how you, how like you design your comedy and your style and how you edit and you put your whole thing together. And then here's like a guarantee that it's going to get a lot of views like take like take Mm -hmm. those (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so that's that's kind of what i was looking at it's like unless you don't have anything to say but like in that particular case i had a a ton to say and it was like all of the things i've been making fun of will smith for five years he like (laughs) was uh, in a war essentially like i'm on the side of comedy which i always (laughs) like the videos where i'm like defending like comedy to some degree and that uh, there was just like so many components where i'm like uh, obsessed with that that stuff i'm just like too too bad like if you have plans like cancel them
0: Yeah, amen. man. well, what do you think about that shit? I mean, Chris Rock's up there; he obviously gets hit. And I was I was planning on going too deep into this, but we're talking about it anyway. But yeah, do you I mean, think it's that,
1: also do, been like talked about a lot, I'm right? Sure, yeah. So
0: w- we don't have to like beat it to death. But in general, yeah. do you think? I mean, this is an overall comedy, right? You're special. You're doing stand up. You're torn. You know? Do you think that people are finally like the worms turning on comedy, where you could just get up and do comedy again, and people are actually going to be in the camp of I think defending it was comedians? Like, I
1: never. I don't. I honestly don't think that it ever wasn't that. But no, I mean, they did a poll where 80% of people like, or whatever, 60% of people, I think it was more than 50, uh, thought that Will Smith was like, right. And Chris Rock was wrong. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so people do, but I think that, you know, I think that all these things, it's like, my take is more just like, people are very, you know, malleable and, You know, I mean, how many people did you watch their opinion change in COVID on the thing like five times? Like so many people I know were like, lockdowns are crazy. Actually, this is probably good. Like, you know, so I think, I don't want to say it's like leading questions, but it's like people think what you tell them to think. And it's like, I think that... under the right even people that unless they're like real like i'm a fucking brooklyn like activist with like a wacky hairdo that like my whole thing is trying to get people in trouble you know you just like your normal person that kind of is like well i think that you shouldn't make fun of things like if they show up to a comedy club and you do it right. They won't even notice that they laughed at all the wrong things. Like because the, the, right. they, they just, people just don't want to feel like they're an asshole or something. Right. And you know, that you kind of can manipulate people's brains and tell them when they're like, how many people have you seen think like completely hypocritical things that like don't mesh on the same thing? Like people have oh, no problem. It happens, problem it happens
0: nonstop. Like non-stop. It's 24 seven. It's like half the shit I talk about on my show is literally just people being hypocrites and in, in various political environments. Right. You know? And people
1: have no problem Holding the opinion that like Chris Rock shouldn't have done that. Also, uh, comedians should be able to say whatever they want. Like people have no problem like holding those two different opinions. You know what I mean? So I think that it's uh, in comedy clubs. I think that we've always been able to do it. It's just that on the internet, people are living in a different world and they're beholden to different standards. Like you know, if every comedy club had like five you know, whatever, uh, blue haired college kids that was De- yellow desi- designated
0: blue check marks in there to fuck you over.
1: Yeah. Well, people wouldn't want to laugh if, if they were like, imagine they were like sitting there with their notepad there. Like everyone would be probably afraid to laugh, you know, the same reason that sometimes you do like a corporate event and people are there in front of their bosses and they're like, you know, people will like it, but they're like, I don't want to laugh because it's, you know, just kind of this awkward thing. I think, but in a normal comedy club setting, I think people just think it's fine. So I think you've always could do comedy. You just get in trouble on the internet afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think a lot of people that that like your comedy online, like a lot of the videos, right? I'm sure there are people that are laughing their asses off looking at them, watching it. Like, you know, the, the one that you just did on the Ukraine, which I which again, great video, hilarious about people adopting this, you know, support Ukraine as their banner. And as you said, personality. And it's uh <laughs> you had a funny little moment where it was like a little you know, uh, wink to the camera about if you change your personality, then you're never held accountable for any of the bullshit that you're spilling. Yeah. If you're with that light, but yeah. I was mean, like I w-
1: literal people calling for like going to war, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Literal and- people calling for <laughs> America, to, like go to war. And these are like, lit- there was one, it was legitimately, they were peace activists and they were saying that like, <laughs> the United States needs to block the airspace. And it was just like, what kind of fucking bizarro world are we living in? And, and uh, you know, that's like, obviously like a complicated scenario, but it's the same thing. I, I had this other video that I was trying to make forever. And I, I think that this has essentially got into like meme culture where I don't think I would take credit for, I mean, I, I think even like, I, I think you always see other people. I mean, the ideally you just get up to it first. I mean, even Elon Musk, right? Like at first, his first thing was like, we need to get in there and beat Russia. And then three days later he tweeted like, I'll believe the whatever they tell me to believe meme, and like, Right. <laughs> you mean like you two days ago, right? But like, exactly. Yeah, but whatever. He was the, that's the cycle, and he kind of like got hyped up like anyone else, and then two days later he was like, "Oh, I got hyped up," and I it's, do too. I mean, it does. It, not it doesn't. To, it yeah. It sucks it's not when like, you're I'm, working in the I'm space. Fun of myself.
0: Well, yeah. exactly i mean that's it sucks when you're working in the space where you're trying to document like oh, okay this is fucked up that's hypocrisy this is changing narrative and then you get caught doing it yourself i'm not above it yeah i mean it, yeah, exactly. I mean, it happened, I mean, what are you supposed to do it there's well, no media you to trust anymore to do. right how think... do you even watch okay god
1: well i was gonna say that I, I think what you're supposed to do is not yell at people like because to me <laughs> right. it's like yeah i get it wrong but i'm also not telling you like You need to fucking change or whatever. To me, that's the like when you get it wrong and you've yelled at everyone, on and and you go, anyone who doesn't do this is bad. That's like, you know, if you're a person and saying this is what I think, like you're allowed to get it wrong. Yeah, Yeah, you get too hyped up. No, that's so
0: funny. It's just it's happening. It happens constantly. I mean, people get outraged, like, you know, black rights, gun violence, Ukraine, like every single time. Some comes out, something leaks early. The media jumps on it, reports it as though it's accurate. And like I said, with Ukraine, I've gotten hit several times that they've had me and I have no idea which propaganda to believe. So I guess it's is it more understandable now that people are are buying into this or do you still think it's something where culturally we need to embrace skepticism? Or that, have we yeah, lost no, that yeah. as a culture, you know, like our good skeptic attitude.
1: You have a good like point. And I think I'm always sort of questioning that too. I mean, you know, again, this is like meme culture things where it's kind of like, you know, your two options on the internet or, you know, I follow the narrative or I'm always against the narrative. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, right. And th- that's one of those things where it's like, I guess it kind of goes back to what I said before, where probably my actual take is it's not that I'm always against the narrative. It's that like, if I'm, if I'm in a line with the narrative, I don't feel the need to like say it because it's already being said by everyone. So it's sort of is like, you only really speak up when you think that everyone's wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of like, well, I wasn't always against the narrative. It was just like, those, you wouldn't, you don't really know when I agree with everybody, but yeah. um, it, so it is like one of those things where, you go am i just like always <laughs> being skeptical but i don't know it's more about the you remember um i want to do this video that was uh causes where are they now and like you remember <laughs> how they used to like rappers where are they now and like starting with like coney 2012 like oh yeah Kony, totally like, totally and like and there's just like you know 10 causes a year that like everyone needs to drop everything for right and I guess you know the reply to that is you could be well whatever at least they're trying to help and you go well, a lot of times it doesn't help. It makes it yeah. worse when you start. That,
0: yeah, you know. exactly. It has the opposite effect, and, and people get millions of dollars bilked out of them. I mean, even yeah. Black Lives Matter. You look at what happened with that, and like you know, the chick who founded it, it's you know bought six mansions and so he deals with Warner Brothers, and then you have people suing them because like George Floyd's. I think he's suing them, and all these other organizations are suing him because none of the money went through to any of these programs they promised it was going to go to. Or
1: worse, <laughs> Just, it causes like yeah. a war. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Race or worse, war. like or yeah. Or worse. <laughs> there's (laughs) there's. There's like, you know, uh, uh, millions of like babies getting bombed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and you go, well, at least they're trying to help. It's like, I don't know. Well, like, I I think I'm, I kind of uh, think that like, you look at like patterns and actual uh, effect, not just like intention.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, Hungary's president uh, or prime minister, right? They just had an election there and I was shaking my head because over the weekend it was trending, uh, or this will be last week. By the time this episode airs, but it was trending that all these you know leftists were going. We gotta, we gotta support the vote, get out the vote. You know, we gotta oust this guy, uh, you know, Victor Orban, I think his name was, because he knows Putin, and they refuse to get involved in the Ukrainian war. And it was like right. he just doesn't want to be involved. Why do you care? You're yeah. in the United <laughs> States. Why do you give a shit if he provides weapons to you know th- allows a corridor to provide weapons? But it's that kind of like crazy ass mentality. And to your point why it's, it's, so the people hungry was, could get bombed what's the point yes exactly it's funny
1: you know it's like almost like ironic to like use the term or not ironic like whatever uh, overused or whatever to use the term like like the pitchfork mob, but <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it honestly is like an episode of South Park. Like every two weeks, there's a new like mob like yelling something. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, it just like the world feels like a cartoon sometimes.
0: It, it, I mean, it literally does. Or like, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, is it's kind of like, you know, that old show Portlandia where everybody adopts these certain ways of living, certain standards of living, but it's like expanded everywhere. Like the internet culture has made that everywhere. So it's half cartoon, it's half whatever the the topic is du jour, but also just, I think you had a bit about this in your special, the changing topics, or maybe it was in the, the Ukraine video, but how quickly things change, right? Maybe it was the special, where you're talking about gay rights in the United States, right? And how oh, yeah, we adopted yeah, yeah. gay rights and then scream at everybody else as though we've always had them, which of course you yeah. hadn't, you know, it's like,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the gay rights is a pretty good one to, like, to look at in America, right? Where you go, I mean, you could look at it from both sides. Like, the one side is legitimately, like, Obama was in office and gay people Mm -hmm. couldn't get married. Right. And if you, like, to look back and think that, you know, it's almost, like, impossible to believe, like... And then, so you go, you know, that's how, how, uh, we've almost like rewritten history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be like, pro- like progressive and which is insane. It was insane that like America took so long to allow gay marriage, in my opinion. Uh, um, yeah, but then if you look at the other way where it's, it's, is funny, like all that stuff, it was like in legitimately before they were like, oh, like, oh, look at these like racist conservatives or whatever, like. That say like, oh, what gay marriage? What's next? Like this and this and this and like all the stuff that they were afraid of like did happen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, like, all this
0: stuff. like a man can go into little girls' rooms now. We told you
1: guys. I told we're you. Teach, <laughs> we're gonna teach anal sex to like kids. Like right, all,
0: right. You can like, identify. You can identify as a horse <laughs> and marry a cow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like all of the stuff that they were like, oh, as if as a joke. Like like did happen.
0: But yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. You'd think they'd bring that up more just like like not that they're right all the time but you think they just like look just one time you know put one in the wind column for us <laughs> well give them it's a real
1: like give them an inch take a mile country i think oh totally
0: <laughs> well that's the thing is like you know like, well, and people in said this before ways, about progressives yeah. yeah well i mean i feel like, like they, conservatives like, they're they just want to they just want to stop they're like all right let's just slow down a little bit but then I the progressives are like, so. no, 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 more 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 you no know i think?
1: think that they no i think they would love to think that but it's like I, I think like, look at like conservative got like a little steam with like people not liking Biden and how long, like, you know, they're yelling and screaming right now about like, uh, what would be like a perfect example? Like, I don't know, whatever, like boycott Disney, uh, like DeSantis is just saying all the stuff that like they want to hear. I'm doing a bad job of explaining what their best well, one is. No, right I, right I, right I, right know
0: you're, I know what you like mean, though.
1: Like- oh, you're, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay, Um. sorry. I did a bad job <laughs> of explaining that. But they're, they're uh, like, saying, like, right now, like, gay marriage should be illegal and stuff like that. And uh whatever, gay people shouldn't be able to have surrogates and, like, whatever. There's all this stuff. They're very, like, moralizing to each other right now about, you know, this should all be illegal. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they're just like, we want to stay the same. I think a lot of traditional conservatives would roll it back like really far if they had the opportunity. Like, you know, I I think all of them would be like, you know, Christianity should be taught in schools. Like, I think that... A lot of people would. So it is like a tug and pull more than just like, hey, we just want it to stay the same. I, they just keep losing. Yeah.
0: No, I think you <laughs> might be right about that. I mean, it's, well, they definitely do keep losing. The right is terrible at messaging, terrible at fighting the way, because they never, it's like the right has no ability to get the emotional appeal out there of like a lot of these topics, right? To tell the stories that they want the to be told. Stuff.
1: They're, they're, yeah, the best yeah. thing is when they talk about the kids, I feel like every movement loses when they start going for the everyone else's kids. Oh, so that's
0: what it, killed like Virginia. And like, I, I think that's gonna be the yeah, primary drive exactly. of, the, of the the right push. This whole election cycle is like, take your kids education back, stop teaching them. The, and I agree with this, like the whole it's critical race message. thing of hate other people, hate each other is just madness. But
1: it's a powerful uh, message, right? Like, so I yeah. feel like Christians probably lost. If you look back in the day, that's probably when they lost, when they like need to teach Bible stuff to like your kids, you know what yeah. I mean? And I bet you, I bet you, if you look in history, I don't know, you probably, maybe not, I'm not like, I'm not like the biggest, <laughs> like I, I talk more shit than I know stuff, but like, I bet you, if you look back, you would find most like popular political movements that had uh, like a social component to them lost their uh, Support publicly when they started going for kids.
0: <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't hurt uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, the Jeffrey Epstein gang. <laughs> Those <laughs> yeah, guys are still true. rocking. I knew, I do like, wonder that though, right? Because <laughs> you heard yeah, about yeah. that. They're trying to like you know, even like embrace changing. I guess ch- pedophilia's definition in certain situations and like the Nambla crowd is trying to get in there. Who's like, they, there's though? all sorts of weird progressive shit that works its way yeah. in. Like they're trying to not make it so that you. Ca- it's something like you can't define pedophilia as like a perversion but they're like oh it's a medical condition I'm like that's still kitty fucking i mean you could call it whatever you want but it's still fucking children so i think that's gonna hit a wall at some point
1: no i think you're right i, I i'd say that i bet you that stuff is like it's kind of a weird thing because that stuff like it really probably is only like 10 percent of people that are like hey let's like normalize pedophilia like that's probably a small thing but it, no. there, there is something where people don't understand i think that's where I was trying to, like, sort of get at with the conservatives. I think that, like, all a, a lot of conservatives will be like, oh, but they don't actually, like, think that, uh, you know, gay people shouldn't get married. And they're like, no, we do. Whereas, like, <laughs> a lot of liberals are like, no, they don't actually think that, like, pedophiles should be, like, normalized or whatever. And some, like, liberals are like, no, I, we do think that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, there is some, like, uh, the yeah, extreme or whatever. But um that, like, f- yeah, that, like... Hey, we should be teaching, you know, about like, there's no question that, you know, there's social contagions and like, there's the same, I always think of it with like the trans stuff, you know, how there's um mm-hmm. like my, probably the best argument, whatever you think about capital punishment, like, even if you like morally think there is a reason to murder or not, the real best argument is sometimes they get it wrong for not having right, it, right? Right, Exactly. To me, and it's like, it should just like, that's the end of the conversation. Right. And when you talk about whether or not kids can transition, it's to me the same argument. It's like, it's, it's not even a converse. The only real point is sometimes you get it wrong. So that's why you shouldn't like yeah, the same reason why you shouldn't like, I, I, I actually probably do believe that, you know, if you had like dead to rights guy raped a bunch of kids, like, I don't, I, I don't, th- I think that if society was like, we should kill this guy, I don't think it's like, Yeah. It's like pretty easy to make that moral argument. You know what I mean? But, uh, if you same with the other one where you go, well, even whether you think it's good or bad or whatever, like the, the, what's the, the negative of like, I guess that's probably like a Liberty argument. Right.
0: But like Yeah, I would say so. Well, it, well, pretty much. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the with capital punishment, and I, I think the same thing when regards to trans. I, I I completely share your opinion, and I've read so many stories, like personal stories of people that have been shared of them transitioning early. Where a lot of the times it's the parents that have been kind of pushing this on them, and now you have an entire psychology or psychiatric society which refuses to to go against. Yeah, it's politicized. That it's gender affirming care a Biden just came out and was talking about this. He goes, you know, we pushed gender affirming care. And naturally he's got, uh, I, I forget the name of the health and human services person, but used to be a dude now as a chick. So of course they're going to say this, but they're saying yeah. gender affirming care. And, and the problem to me is like, look, you can say that's one way of doing things. But if you're saying it's the only way, then you're going to get a lot of fucked up outcomes and you're going to get a lot of kids that get, you know, these irreversible, procedures that are not going to be happy and then they're going to be suicides they're going to be trying to transition back i mean it's just the outcomes are fucked for for kids who are being pressured yeah, the from all distribution
1: sides now. doesn't work out yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah i was kind of
1: tr- i was trying to think of this like yesterday to myself but i have this like theory that the the like because most people are probably better off just living like the normal life right you know, like kind of these like wacky lives. And I feel like the left gets it wrong where they sort of say, no, it's not better or worse to like, you know, live some like crazy, you know, let's say like a polyamorous, like life where you're, it's, it's not better or worse. And it's like, no, well, I think they, they people, glorify it. Yeah. I mean, they they, they glorify it's it's it, glorified. Yeah. People, just like
0: being a single mom is glorified. And it's like, well, that's not great either. Perfect, I mean, if you got, exactly. if you have to do it, okay, I'll support you, but it's not your yes. fucking ideal.
1: In most cases. But then the right gets it wrong where they go. It actually is better for everyone to live the traditional life. Cause that like, it's, I, I think for me, it's not, I don't live a traditional yeah. life and I, I, I know that I'm better off. I know. So I think that that depends on your personality, right? But there's, it's like, there should be a normal, like there should be a normal. And then if you, like, if you're the type of person to step outside of it, like, you know, this kind of idea of like every mother should, you know, what they really need is to have kids and that would make them happy. Like there's there's kind of like a push from the right on, you know, kind of a traditional, like what a lot of Mm -hmm. women are missing in their lives is that, right? But I think what it's forgetting again is how many mothers were like, essentially like, very depressed wine moms where it's like you know just live in the suburbs like we're almost like like this it's like they've glorified this idea that like they were all happy it's like i know so many people that were just like you know this depressed 42 year old purposeless like woman going to soccer practice getting on pills because so there's both right like that person maybe would have been better off if they just never did this shit and didn't move to the suburbs and we're like a fucking godless city kid <laughs> who knows right yeah, but, yeah. no
0: no totally <laughs> well it's like the society needs to be open to both right it's like there should i agree there should be a norm and i think that's even where like the liberty perspective gets it wrong where it's kind of like everything goes you know and yeah it's like you know oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. Et- with everything goes within reason but yeah you need to have some sort of mean standard for operating that we can all kind of work within that's and then good, if there's yeah, outliers exactly. cool let them be outliers don't i don't want to sh- you know i don't want to shit on their parade but as long as it's not infecting my life that's fine but to so your point, when you push a standard Don't of normalcy, not where it's outlines, punished, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And and it's you know a one size fit all like you know using the mom's example. I I mean I'm, I wasn't even a stay at home dad at the time, but I when COVID first started, when I like lost uh, lost a lot of my clients, getting public relations. Man, I tell you, just even we're just working from home. I just sat around drinking all day, you know, and I can't imagine these moms, you send your kid off to daycare. What are you doing all day cleaning? You know, it's like, of course (laughs) you're going to be depressed. You aren't purposeless until that kid's there. Like your, your life should not have to revolve around one purpose and that be the norm for most people. And I think that's actually changing after the last couple of years. I think a lot of people got the taste of like, you know what? Being stuck at home all the time isn't that great? You know, it depends on what yeah. you're doing, but it's kind of like, I think reset people's minds as far as how they look at stay at home or how they look at, at uh different people in the careers and options they choose.
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a, a, a Liberty uh, point that I wanted to like, see what you thought of.
0: You've been saving um, this up.
1: <laughs> no, because like <laughs> it's, it's more that I, I kind of think that for the most part, I probably like as a, you know, comedian, at least, okay, there's there's almost like two, there's almost like, what do you think is better for a society? And then what do I, I think is better for me personally? And I think that what's better for a society. I don't always like have an answer to. And I think maybe it depends on the culture and what the country is. Like, it's not just like, you're going to turn China into some like libertarian, like it's not the culture, <laughs> right. Though, right? So at least that's what I think. But for me, obviously I'd rather move to the place. Like I want to, you know, build businesses and be an entrepreneur and do comedy and speak for a living. Like obviously the more freedom, the better for for my own personal, like what I want to do. But I always, to me, this idea of, in America, not having health care, right and I, I come from Canada where you had it. and I think that I agree with like a two tier not like a one tier I think a two tier is better. I think like the way Britain does it's better. but I have like a, a argument that I to to me I'd like to pitch to you because I think that libertarians would be like against public health care. but the reason I think it 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 makes sense even from a you know capitalist perspective is it's all about like incentives, right and mm-hmm everything that you know there's the thing that incentivize so everyone has like all their different incentives for and if you give people like welfare obviously there's we're making choices where a percentage of people this will probably just take them out of the workforce and remove their incentives to do anything but for some people it won't and we're always going to be looking at the equilibrium of like hey was it 90 percent of people what like you try to you know you go hey we're going to raise minimum wage this is how many people uh, it looks like we know you know, kind of generally, if we raise minimum wage a dollar, we we raise unemployment one percent, and that's kind of what those look like, right? To me, it's
0: usually it's usually inverse of that. Usually, when you raise minimum wage, the unemployment goes up. <laughs>
1: that's what I meant. Sorry.
0: I, oh, okay, I, okay. I think i are to help unemployment. Okay. No,
1: I, I just said the words wrong. But it's one percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think, but no, but I think it's a dollar to one percent. I think that's kind of like I the think general. it's about
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, but the um, to me, with healthcare. Uh, I think that there is a level of like unsettledness in a country where you know, for example, that if your like son got like hit by a car, my family could be bankrupt. So the level of like unrest that's caused because of that like tension. And when you get, if you give people healthcare and everyone got it, No one would do anything differently because no one would like be like, oh, I don't have to work now because I have healthcare. Like no one would really make any different decisions because that would be like a cross the board thing. First of all, poor people basically already get it. So it's only like the middle class. that doesn't have it anyway. And then if you're rich, you could have a second tier. So to me, there wouldn't be like any changes to people's like incentives. It would just remove a base level of like, tension and unrest that a lot of people have so that's my theory of why it like makes sense from even from a, like a market standpoint what well I, so
0: uh my buddy was floating the idea of kind of like a, a system kind of like medicaid where it would be you know a, for a certain portion or, or more more or less just kind of like a a desperation fallback i guess yeah so it, it, a blanket coverage a blanket coverage fallback. catastrophe insurance right but the thing is for me i i'm like okay i could accept that and i and i i Probably would prefer that vastly over what we have right now which is you know the combination of public and private and it's at the astronomical cost my problem is I think that when you get into the actual workings of the system right we look at how much everything costs and how the cronyism works that's where I have an issue with any publicly funded healthcare system because Every time the government gets involved with this stuff, the skyrocketing costs just keep going up, right? It's yeah. lobbyists. It's, in, you know, if, okay, you get rid of insurance, fine. But then you look at how the government operates, the inefficiencies within that system. And then I look at how in other countries, and this is Canada, this is the UK, if we're banking on it to be this kind of fallback for catastrophic events, those are the worst outcomes for those systems, right? Like in the UK and Canada, if you want to go in and get a doctor's appointment for the sniffles, you can go in you can usually get that appointment if you have cancer you're fucked like in the UK their cancer survival rates are like think like 15 20% lower than the United States because in the US you can get those treatments you may pay your ass out to t- get them but I mean, that, i'd rather be alive I, and poor this is the
1: like this is no kind of like propaganda that like this is wh- this is why i think as a canadian i like i'm like everyone says that but i lived there and it's not really true like, you maybe you I mean? guys,
0: I don't know. Maybe maple syrup cures cancer, like, but in the UK, kidding, you, that, the UK like, statistically, that's true.
1: I don't know. I, I guess if you, this, it, I guess I can't argue with statistics, but like, there's no, like. The <laughs> well, you can, you you like, can argue like,
0: with anything. So please. There would be <laughs> be <this>. like, <laughs> well,
1: but again, so for starters, you like have two tiers. So like, if you want to go pay for an expensive hot, like, so you already have the other. Right. Well, it's kind of like Canada, Sweden
0: has that. Basically. So it's
1: like yeah. that so it's like I think you're doing a like I think that causation correlation doesn't make sense because if you go, they already have the ability to go buy an expensive doctor like they can in America. So it's like if All they're right. choosing so if not we're saying, because they're
0: Okay, yeah, so if you're like, saying there's a two-tiered system, I mean, like I said, I I wouldn't be opposed to to reading and, and, about to be
1: honest, it's like yeah, it's like listen, if you're this is where it probably you know, the AOCs that, like give them an inch, take a mile, sort of thing, but you go. It's like, yes, like if you break your ankle and you need to get a cast and it's free, sorry, you have to wait a week to get your cast, but if it's like, but it's free or maybe not that, but you know what I mean? It's like, I broke my nose, for example, and I had to wait like a month to get it like reset or whatever, but I, you know, you should be able to go pay. But it's like, well, yes, if you're like a billionaire, your time's like, you know, to some degree more valuable, like from a real level. It's like, you know, so but also it's like, hey, if you're getting a free car, this is what you get. But if you're buying a yeah. car, then you can pay however much you want. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I get that. And it's also uh, the other component I was going to bring into the thing. And this is the, the problem is that we already have the public option out there. So I think eliminating a public option that covers like most of the poor is never going to happen. But. You know, when I look at the market system, we used to have this entire system in place before we had the public services from from the government, which was basically that you could get cheap service just because the market wasn't driven up by all the insurance and all the costs of the government involved. But what they had was these private societies like unions. um, Doctors had private groups you joined and you just pay like a low monthly fee. Basically, it was like having insurance. And you yeah. just go to the doctor's independent now. You can't do it. So you know when we talk about the marketplace, I think it would function better as an individualist. Like we're saying, what's better for society versus the individual? For me, it still comes around to the individual's self-interest is going to be what's best for the society. At if you add it all together, it's going to keep the cost down and make access easy. You know what? But so it's I, already been so I, perverted that I don't know how we get back to that point. Right. So,
1: <laughs> so you make you the, the 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 point you just made is. Very true. It's very like entangled, and I'm, but again, people could make that point for anything. So I get why right, you yeah. like want to stick to your fundamental principles because you always go, "Well, we're never going to get that, so whatever, right?" because yeah. like, that's your, I get why you stick to your fundamental. And I thought that you, the argument that you said, I kind of thought that is the probably the best argument against it, where you're like, "Yes, but the f- thing's going to be a mess, like because government's going to oh, do it, it bad." It's going to work better, but well, I guess so. And it, and I when I was arguing with myself in my head. I sort of thought that there's that you are probably right but I would argue that the cost of uh, the unrest of a uh, uh, huge swaths of the population knowing that like if I get in a car accident my fam like my I'm gonna go bankrupt and my family won't be able to eat is like a really really high cost
0: that's I guess what, I mean if we're we' talk- so talking like about psychic benefits. uh psychic welfare for people uh basically right so we're talking it's not, about but
1: that's well, but you can put a like, okay, here's the thing. How much are people protesting? Like that is a, like how much unrest you have in your society. I don't think that is like, you can put numbers on
0: some of these things where <laughs> yes. you go. You I'm, go just la- I'm, just laughing cause, I'm just laughing because I'm just laughing because it is kind of funny to think about like, you know, George Floyd, <laughs> uh, gets, gets knee on and dies and the streets are full of people protesting, but you know, how many people's kids got hit by cars and are like, I can't pay for that. <laughs> you but think if they're gonna get out in really mass <laughs> protests about one or the other, it might be their kids not being able to get fucking, you know, cancer treatments. Well
1: be- no, nope, it's not one to one. It's like that all creates the like bubble up energy. You know, yeah. it's just like the same thing as like being poor creates people wanting to protest and then they just need a reason.
0: Yeah. Like- well, they're going to, they're <laughs> going to protest. If we get socialized medicine though, like the other thing is the, sl- the slippery slope aspect of that. Like we had to look at with COVID and like yeah, all this nutty the bullshit. they're forcing. Aspect. Dude. I mean, that's, yeah, that shit was scary. And then I'm worried about like, okay, we get this universal healthcare. You already have nutty States, like banning big gulps and like taking sugar out of the aisles and, and like uh-huh. kids can't have, you know, whatever. I I'd look at that and I go, man, I don't – I can't trust the government to be telling me what I can and can't do with my health care. Like, say goodbye to smoking. There will probably be, like, limits on what alcohol you could buy. Like, Scotland did that. So there's all sorts of wacky shit that I'm right. like, I just can't. I can't accept like, it.
1: So you're sort of saying, like, it almost, like, my thing that I'm saying, it's like it just doesn't align with, like, what you see as, like, American values. Where you're just like, yeah. yeah well, indi- right. individual like choice. In, yeah, like yeah. a shift in, like, the way this country, like – are, is based on in like your mind, like is that kind of an art, like what you would yeah, say?
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely tied into it. And, and you know, like in Canada, I don't, I don't know how the system is there as far as do they make any limits on what you can or can't buy, Are they doing any sugar limitations or any of that stuff. That, I mean, maybe they just Not don't really. need to there. Not a, a country of obese. I think obese, there'd be more uh, things
1: like you know, for example, like I don't, there's probably more stricter rules about like you have to wear your seatbelt and stuff like that. And the idea is like, listen, if we're gonna pay for it, if you get in a car accident, right? You know? Yeah some version of that.
0: But that's also, we have the seatbelt laws here and people always use that same argument, right? Well, they'll go to the emergency room and then, you know, the taxpayer will end up footing the bill if they can't pay in general. So there's that, but that kind of stuff too, though, you know, the safety is it going to, are they going to completely revamp all the safety requirements for X, Y, and Z and make everything it's for me, it's always like what makes life more expensive and more difficult, right? Less choice, more price and, and everything with government involvement always leads down that path historically inevitably. So I understand people wanting that comfort level, but for me it comes back to I'd rather see more choice and give people the ac- the abs- ah, the access to affordable healthcare because it's cheap enough for them to do it, not because the government's going to step in and mandate that it that it it's cost nothing for everybody, which in truth it cost an astronomical amount. Like California did a study about providing universal healthcare and they said it wasn't it, they couldn't even try to do it here. It was just such an astronomical amount to cover everybody that it wouldn't work.
1: It should be able to. I don't know if it doesn't make a sense though. Cause I've heard them say it's, that and you're like, okay, but there's countries that are the size of your state.
0: Like, why right. It yeah. Work? That's exactly right. And I, that's where it's I come back to it. The cost there's, got it, driven so up by all these other factors, all yeah. the regulations, the the insurance and all that other stuff. that it's just like insane.
1: And well, I'll make another point like that probably would be against my argument is that, It is that like inch mile thing where it's like in Canada now they're like, they want taxpayers to be like, you know, if I want to go to like a therapist three times a week, like that should be like covered by like mm-hmm. it never like
0: ends. You know so it I mean? It'll be like, it'll be like the military here paying for people's sex change operations, it which is, is now no, like that, a thing. that yeah.
1: That is, yeah, that, that is like in Canada, yeah. So See, it, that's, it that's be,
0: that kind of shit yeah. is bonkers, right? You're like, this is a, a <laughs> sixty thousand loony operation. What right? are well, like, you legitimately know.
1: paying for someone's like boob job?
0: Like <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You're like, come on, man, I like understand you, like the basics. yeah
1: if they yeah so i mean there is obviously uh but in america like there is more pushback than canada so it's like in canada like you know that stuff just gets like bulldozed through but like you know in america it it doesn't it does it's a little harder to like push wacky stuff through like there is a a big like right-wing pushback
0: in this country yeah most speaking of crazy shit in canada by the way what were you what did you think about uh, Trudeau going after the bank accounts of people that were involved in like trucker protests yeah did
1: you see him recently he went to like the EU or something and all the other guys were like
0: yeah. these guys are <laughs>
1: dictating he was getting just like yo they were like uh, just tu- tuning him up he was getting reversed yeah. <laughs> by, these, by these other EU guys I thought that was great
0: It was, I know it's like, I'm sure he went there and he is expecting to be like, well done, you know, defending liberal democracy. And then he just gets Mm -hmm. bashed. Oh, that was, I was surprised to see it, but happy to see it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I I mean, like people, that was an example of, you know, people protesting about one thing, but really it was just like, there's a lot of energy that it's like really sick. And they were doing things where it's, you know, legitimate like mind games that fuck people up and still are where you go, okay, finally COVID's over. You can open your store, you can open your thing. And then like a month later being like jokes, you have to close it down again. It's like, yo, this is the kind of stuff that makes people like go fucking postal. Like when you have people like legitimately like losing their mind, like you go, some guy put his entire life into like building this business or whatever you take it away. You know, he scrapes by, maybe loses $20,000, maybe finds enough loans. You give him a second chance. And then maybe he scrapes his last like thousand dollars again, opens up half capacity. Maybe he's like making it up. And then you like shut it down. Like, this is the kind of stuff that makes someone like fucking like Uh, actual, like lose their
0: brain it's shocking we haven't seen more i mean honestly i i expected to see more attacks on politicians i can't believe there haven't yeah. been any I think Maybe think people it just got to like some...
1: depressed i think it went more <laughs> like internally like i think people shut down and like you know became like a whatever alcoholic drug addict and i like the, you know all the ods and all that stuff that's but true i think you're right uh, like why i i would expect like i don't know man there's a point where like I would fucking just snap if you did that to yeah. me too many times. It's like, you're, I mean, you're it just, it feels like the world's playing like a prank on you almost like you would. So it's like, you can't do that to people. And I think, right?
0: Gen- like, I mean, generational <laughs> wealth, this, like, if, like you said, if you have a family restaurant, it's like been around for three generations yeah. and now it's fucked because of COVID. And like, I know people in LA, they put in 20,000 bucks to build, you know, these big outdoor patios. And I think New York had the same thing, right? Like outdoor dining areas on the sidewalk. Yeah. And L.A. did the same thing. They're like, all right, we'll shut it down. You open it up. You can't eat it. Now it's half capacity. Now we're shutting it down again. And now a lot of the and places- it doesn't make sense either. They're ripping them up. So you spent 20 grand to stay open, but at what cost? You know, you're limping by, know. and half of them went out of business anyway.
1: No, I mean, listen, Like, I'm lucky I ran an internet business. I mean, I think that one thing that, like, if you want to, like, just move away from that, it did separate, like, greatness, because I, I, I do really believe I'm like, that- if I look at all the people that I really think are like, you know, talented where I go, fuck that guy would have like, he's this, but if that guy was a banker, he would be the top banker. If this guy was a, (laughs) you know, whatever, like he worked in fitness, he'd be a top fitness guy. Like there's certain people where you're just like, that guy's like a winner. I'd put my money on them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, It did like sort of, you know, really separate those, but like at the same, so there, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, like I moved to America To like do stand-up comedy within three months they like shut down stand-up comedy then they're like (laughs) you can't tour then you like you know my friends that opened up comedy clubs they like shut down and stuff like that it was just like and then at the same time you have like with the Kyrie irving thing you could literally be in the crowd unvaccinated that was one of the funniest trolls i've ever seen (laughs) yeah it's and and the and the players it was just all of it got like so silly you know, and in Canada, it's all that sort of stuff. Like, legitimately, like small stores can't be open, but like Walmart can be open. Oh, so that's the like,
0: same thing. Yeah, in LA, it was. Yeah, a, it's, it's a huge just, bailout to the biggest stores. And these people complain about you know capitalism, and they complain about Amazon not paying taxes. And you're like, you shut everything down, but Amazon.
1: You made those you know, companies triple. And then they'll be like, have the nerve to be like, yo, Oh, Jeff Bezos has too much money. And you're just like, yeah, you're like the big, a big reason for that because you like legitimately had a two year plan to essentially eliminate his competition. <laughs> right.
0: It's like, exactly.
1: It's yeah. What, like what are you as fucking like bodyguard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll tell you what COVID really sucked for is if you were uh, like a hot ass cam girl, with a big following. You got so <laughs> yeah. much competition, right? You know, like comedy, like 300 million other naked chicks on the internet. Now just fucking your game up. That's, feel bad for those checks true.
1: you're <laughs> you know? right so many girls like it's like that arena.
0: it's like being a pizza place and then like every single person around you opens up a pizza restaurant i mean um, we
1: did have that happen though <laughs> me and you like do podcasts and stuff like that oh, like, yeah, oh, every, same how thing how many people started a podcast and, <laughs> yeah like, yeah
0: everybody i know has <laughs> one now uh yeah. by the way so I, I i don't want to go too long with you we're all, almost at an hour man i appreciate yeah, okay, your time cool. but okay well i want to say um so i had two other questions for you i wanted to see what we were gonna do like, are you are you gonna do anything more about? Well, we could talk a little bit more about your comedy special if you want. Just if you want to talk about like what into writing what that. Do you want? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be curious to
1: hear I about know, that. I sort of, you know, I, uh, I just told you, uh, asked your theories on my healthcare. But uh, no, I, I no, talk I, too much anyway.
0: No, this is fine. <laughs> I I like this. I like this kind of conversation much better than just like interview anyway. I figured this would be like this, which is good. But no, I want to hear about your comedy special a little bit. Uh, and thank you for making fun of Lena Dunham in it. I. Did you see the cover of her wearing like the Technicolor Moo on it was like a Rolling Stone She's a big cover? Girl now. Fucking Jesus. I almost that, changed na- that
1: actually. I almost changed that line. I've been changing it in clubs.
0: Is there someone uh, grosser and more obnoxious you could stub no, in? I, it's I don't just think they'd ever find
1: that... That joke I've been doing for like a couple of years or whatever. Since she was on f- Girls. <laughs> no, no, I think since like two years ago, not since she was on Girls, but like okay. it's just like I've been doing. That's like a you know that special is like all the stuff I've been doing for the last two years, and I've been saying you know this bit where I've been like you know Lena Dunham's such a queen or whatever, right? And I was <laughs> yeah, well yeah, thinking, well, well you got
0: to give the context of why the, the joke's so funny is they that, have, that you're they basically
1: can tune into the thing they can tune all right, into yeah, like tune on, in so I was into it like, on comedy. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah, no, there you go. Just, yeah, don't worry. You have to plug it at the end. I'll put it on the show notes too. Don't worry, we'll, we'll no, pump it up. But
1: to me, I was thinking, I was like, "Is this reference dated? Like it changes so quick." I was like, "No, you know, it's someone still like relevant. Chrissy Teigen or something <laughs> like that's more like in the public eye." You know what I mean? I was. Like, I love that fuck, she got like,
0: canceled. That that giant pumpkin <laughs> yeah. head. She's again obnoxious. chick. Like I don't get why people support her. I don't know why they like her. It's like nothing brings yeah. nothing of interest to the table, man. But so anyway, so yeah, just, but so yeah, in general, like, you know, when you go into writing a comedy special... What's your thought process of that? And then on the uh,
1: special, I just write like, I just write like, I try to write like three or four days a week and I do stand up like four nights a week. So I just do a stand up always. And then, you know, at some point I'm like, I have this hour that's like getting really tight and I've stopped, you know, kind of making changes to it. And then it's time to like record it and put it.
0: What's your churn? Do you try to do like, you know, two years, three years or just kind of whatever it feels right. You're like, all right, I got it. I got enough down.
1: I feel like I'm not. Uh, you know, I maybe like not been popular for long enough to like say that I have like a specific thing, but this. Is hey, don't worry, baby.
0: You're this. not popular now. Exactly, <laughs> you're on yeah. my. You're on my podcast. How big can you? Be?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but I, I've done uh three, so this is the third time I've done this, and it was about every two years ish. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But well, what's I don't know, next? I mean, I, it, I might you, make some changes, like like you know, I I knew that I wanted to release it myself, but I feel like I've learned some things from doing this one where like kind of people were paying attention and i I'm I, I think maybe I maybe it'd be like maybe I do it every year and I do a half hour and then also I made there's these weird like things that I learned from doing this myself on my channel this time because I had another special that like wasn't doing good but now it's at like over half a million views like afterwards and all the clips like went viral like a year mm-hmm. later or, like after releasing it but one of the things that I didn't realize is of people watched my stand-up special on their phones, and I designed it for people to watch it on their computers and their thing in the the sense of the pacing, the way that I uh, did the audio. Like, I did a lot of things kind of that like it's the old music thing right like you're like do am i making this sound good on earphones or if i'm making this good sound system and obviously if you want it to be like bumped on a sound system where this could be like in a club and it's like bumped you can you can compress things way harder because it like hits harder right but if you're listening to on earphones it kind of sounds like it takes the energy away right Mm. so the there's these things where i i kind of i made like all these like choices that uh, I kind of made the wrong ones a few times where I'm like, fuck, if I knew that half the people were uh, right watching on this phone, just, you know, I would have been tight. I wouldn't have been, I would have been tighter. Like, you know, you go on wide shots. Uh, right. Yeah. But you would have stuck way more tight when people are watching it on their phone. There's just like a lot of choices that I made that I didn't realize that, that that's how it would be like
0: considered. Well, it's still so. doing fine. I watched, I did watch it on my phone, but, uh, yeah, it's, see, I mean, see, it's still over, it's like over 350,000 like. views already though, which is good. And it's yeah, only been out, the out the a couple months. So. Good. Yeah, but
1: yeah, it's it's like a yeah, but uh, how it's like I'm like I didn't know that, and now I know that that people will watch your 45 minute special on their phone. Yeah, yeah,
0: man. I mean, well, it's, it's like you weird. know, a lot of people have it. Well, a lot of people have YouTube uh, on their phone. They pay for where you can just also listen to it like a podcast. So they might be listening yeah. to it and not I'm even watching it. it just I know, yeah, exactly. You're walking the dogs listening to it. It's like I know a lot of people on our YouTube. That's how they do it. They just they listen to it and just walk. So it might be that Me too.
1: too. I just I just started doing that. Uh, I had a guy on my podcast and he does life hacks and he said his
0: number one life hacks is sign up for the YouTube premium. It's better. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's obnoxious. You t- you close your phone and then you can't listen anymore. That's it's a, What a everyone, clever way to get people to pay for a product, I by know. the way. <laughs>
1: But when I said that on, because it was, he said this on my podcast and I did it and I got a a hundred comments being like, here's how you hack it. And
0: you can,
1: you can get it without paying. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. So wait, is is the boys cast, do you still have the public boys cast and then the Patreon or is it just Patreon now?
1: No, I have a boys cast. Yeah. I do it on my YouTube channel and iTunes, Spotify and everything. And then I do an episode every every week on patreon.com slash the boys cast.
0: Okay, cool yeah cause that's that's a funny one too um all right last couple questions for you here um do you have any plans like you do a lot of sketch comedy you said now you're getting more into that I mean obviously you're a stand-up first and foremost but do you have anything in mind like would you ever put together a sketch comedy show or anything long form for comedy have you thought about that either that or like are you working heavy? on any, any scripts? I don't
1: think that the uh, I would be able to sell to anyone like a sketch comedy show unless I did it on like. There's a lot of these internet properties that are trying to like open up comedy networks. Um, I don't think I'd want to be the guinea pig for any of those. Like usually they fail, and if but if you want it can be like a big money payout. Um, I don't think I want to take like three or four months to work on a show that no one's going to see just to make money. But yeah. I've 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 uh, I might make a movie. That's the one thing that like. I've, I've, I've been taking all these meetings. Like I'm not going to do any like scripts or anything for like networks. I just don't think it like makes sense. I think that I'd have to be in a position where I was closer to like, if I was more what, like, you know, maybe even like where like Andrew Schultz is where you're like, you know, really like, this is the guy right now. Mm-hmm. I think I'd entertain, you know, cause you have a little more cards. Whereas I think that I think it'd be very hard for me to sell anything to networks without it being like an absolute nightmare right now, just the climate versus, you know, what just everything. I think it would be a a nightmare all the way through. And I came from making that world, like the television world, but (laughs) I do have a plans to make a, a independent film. It's again, just trying to make it make sense. Like we have the, the capital and we have the like, you know, financing and the people that want to do it and all that sort of stuff. But again, it's like, it's all like gambles. Like, am I taking three months away from my, you know, successful internet business that takes a lot of effort, you know, and to go make a movie that like, who knows where that ends up. Right. So it's all just like, I it's got the pieces have to like really line up for me to step away from my business that requires like
0: a lot of effort. Right. No, no, that makes sense. All right. Last yeah. question for you. As I've said, I've remade, renamed my show to mean age daydream, which we'll see if that title works or people think it's just gay as hell, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm expecting people to mock it uh, openly, but, um, all right. If you could change one thing right now, right. I'm trying to think like this you show, know, I'm trying to be more positive and less just bitching about shit. If you could change one thing right now, you know, you have godlike powers to make the world a better place. Uh, what would it be? Put you uh, on the spot and see what you could come up with. I didn't want to tell you in advance. So I want to see what you could come up with.
1: Okay. Let me see. So if I, you basically like, I'm like a politician and I could make like one.
0: You could be, you or you could be, like I said, godlike powers. Doesn't have to be politics. You can change I, the world in one way. What would, what would one way would you the change borders
1: the borders to get this
0: country back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Build the wall um, instantly. Yeah. Build the wall of immigrant corpses instantly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was going yeah, to yeah, make the world better, I'm thinking of things that I would like. Um, That's fine. Hey, man, it's your I daydream. Would, it would be good if, yeah, there was like a big, like one big comedy network that didn't have like a political affiliation one way or the other. And I think that was the biggest thing that like used to happen and that it's not. And it's like, you know daily wire is like a right wing and there's all these like right wing places like that would like want to you know get into comedy but mm-hmm. it's like you know that'd be like to me that'd be the same as like if the young turks had a comedy network like to me that's not, yeah like, exactly like, you're not you're positive.
0: basically on the blue collar comedy tour or whatever at that point right yeah just...
1: worse it's the blue collars because the blue collar comedy tour wasn't telling you who to vote for right? yeah so true. if anything they were like uh, they were keeping their political views like obviously i'm i'm gonna guess that jeff foxworthy probably
0: is conservative but like you didn't know that
1: (laughs) you know what i mean so i think that that now the mustache um, gives
0: it away nobody has a mustache actually i don't know a lot of gay guys probably have that mustache too
1: old (laughs) jeffy what's he into yeah so i would love if there was like a real like entertainment company with that like didn't have that was went back to being in the closet about what their political affiliation was
0: (laughs) That would be fucking awesome, man. I completely endorse that. I was surprised that there hasn't been some network pop up for news for entertainment, just in general. That's called, you know, the Nothing Network. The no, that,
1: the No Politics Network,
0: TNN, the Nothing Network. You know, we have yeah. no, we have no biases. We have no nothing. Here you go. Here's news straight as straight as we can tell it. Here's comedy without you know political bias on both sides. It would yeah, be. Yeah, I think where it
1: comes from, it's like where it comes from in my mind, and this is probably you're up your alley, but like. It has to, it's going to have to come from the central land. Like not yeah. that specifically, but like, if there's like a new Netflix style thing that, you know, doesn't have a, it's going to come probably from, you know, cause really those places have to be political because of, you know, who lives in those places, but also because of who they have to appease and actors and stuff. But if there's no centralized power, there's nothing to like lobby for appeasement. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's sad is YouTube honestly would have been right. The network that everybody could go to, to get anything and everything. And yet yeah. politically poisoned, man,
1: there's still the best one probably, but or See, maybe iTunes get, is the best one in terms of not getting kicked off. But
0: I, I iTunes know. is, is pretty good. good
1: youtube yeah, though a, we get we get zapped
0: particular. all the time our i i have to stream the no i like, agree yeah like we're gonna we got to monetize we got to monetize before it was cool i don't even know what we got to monetize for we've been around for like six years and yet we don't have anything on and now we're, we get pulled all the time we have a ban right now <laughs> right now uh, we have yeah. a ban on our it's fucking bullshit well,
1: no everyone i just mean out of the big tech ones like oh, listen, okay, yeah. i'll put videos on like youtube facebook instagram and twitter and all those like and youtube will be the only one that Like, I'm just saying from my, from the four big ones or five big ones, TikTok included, YouTube, I'll have a video that gets pulled off or warnings on everything except for YouTube. Not to say Mm. that I don't get content pulled over YouTube. I just think they're the best out of those ones. But yeah, I I think that all the other, you know, everyone uses Rumble and those ones or whatever, but my argument about those is none of those have been able to like make it work in the sense that you go... They go, why is no one on Rumble? I think this is like, especially for comedians and entertainers and content creators, the minute Rumble knows how to make one person popular, everyone will be over. Like, if you hear, oh, this dude, like, popped off on Rumble actually he's selling tickets, like, the minute one person is a yeah. celebrity from Rumble or a celebrity from minds or what, whatever the things are like you go i'm not on youtube because i like love their interface you're on youtube <laughs> because it makes it helps you sell tickets to comedy shows because that's my business yeah. like I'm, no, on, exactly. I'm, I'm not on twitter because i love to argue i'm on twitter because i make jokes because that's what i do for a living and i want people to come to my comedy shows right so i'm not the minute you hear one person that they go yo that guy's selling out Fucking comedy clubs because of his Rumble videos will all be on there tomorrow. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. I th- that's what I thought was kind of going to happen with the conservatives. Like we we spent a lot of time on parlor trying to build that up, and then right. it got it got pulled from all the you know all the app stores. Yeah. Where we spent his time on parlor Parler it. But it was
1: the same people that you already had. Like again, like Dinesh D'Souza was has a big parlor, but he also had a big Twitter. Like it wasn't right. Yeah, like it's there's no fan acquisition on these apps. There's only like getting your old fans back. At a small, at a, all you can do is get 5% of your old fans there.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. you exactly.
1: making new ones.
0: You nailed it, man. And, and also the platforms push the biggest names up anyway, because they want people like, look, we got these big names. You're like, all right, so how am I, I'm not going to become a big name. Cause you're already promoting the big names. You know, right. you, well, the air is already yeah, taken there's it out no of the room.
1: Like algorithmic component where you're getting like, and that's like social media platforms get popular because they're like algorithmic component rewards creators. And that's why creators want to go there. And they've yet to figure out how to do that. Like, I'm not yeah. looking for like another place to just house my content. Like if like, yeah, there's, of course there's 10 trillion. Like if anything, if, even if you go all oh, your banned from everything, it's like, you're not worse off just making dummy YouTube accounts that keep getting shut down. Then I like, you know what I mean? If there's no yeah. fan acquisition, like you're off, there's no value proposition for like the creator. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Exactly. All right, Ryan, this has been awesome. Where can people find you? Of course, RyanLongComedy.com. That's a, a primary destination. But tell everybody, where, where should they come to find you? Where can you get this acquisition of fans?
1: The boys. <laughs> the bo- I, I mean, Lou Spears, he told me, he goes, remember, all platforms matter. So I just try to be on all of them. Right? <laughs> but I just released the same thing everywhere and whatever. Ryan Long Comedy on all platforms. And mm-hmm. the boys cast with Ryan Long is my podcast. Yeah. I would love it, dude. If there's a new, like decentralized, like free speech style platform that like literally is, I mean, you know, I'll go see, you go, that's why they're offering money. Like I'll get a lot of emails, them being like, Hey, we'll offer you 20 grand or whatever. If you come over here, it's like, Mm -hmm. because you're, they, they, you're helping them. So like, you have to be like, what are you offering me? And again, money, it's the same thing about that. It's like, yeah, I could go make a, a TV show with someone and blah blah. Like, what am I being offered? Are more people gonna come to my comedy shows? Like, no. But yeah. We give you money, and it's like, well, I don't need money. I want like to people to see my videos <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hear that guys do not subscribe to ryan long's patreon <laughs> he does not need your filthy money
1: <laughs> but well there come to my patreon and watch my videos that i put there but you know what i mean it's like i'm not doing this to just be like let me milk my fucking audience like how much money can i milk out of this i want people to come to my shows and watch my videos right.
0: and you know <laughs> no, it's okay. well have you have you on odyssey have you heard of that platform yeah that was That's that was up. bad seems like a good it's idea decentralized just- yeah
1: yeah. It also seems like a good idea to just like house all your content. Like, you know, cause you yeah. know, all you do is like, Hey, why don't I just mirror my channel? And then if anything happens, at least it's all there.
0: It's, it's like the arc, man. You know, it's like, it's like for the end of day's time, that's where everybody's going to be on Odyssey after everything else gets nuked and, uh, and yeah. So
1: there's something cool about that. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, any last words for the people, the population out here of mean no, age man, daydream. It was,
1: good to hang, it was good to hang again a couple years later. Like, yeah, you had yeah, yeah. right when I moved here. So it was cool.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, like I said, hit me up when you're out in L.A. I'd love to uh, come see a show, grab a drink, whatever, uh, whatever awesome. your availability is.
1: Yeah, dude. Okay, thanks, buddy. Appreciate
0: you. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. Okay.